I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation supports America's greatest heroes, our service members, and first responders who die or are severely injured in the line of duty, as well as homeless veterans. These are heroes we all owe a debt of gratitude to. The Foundation's Gold Star, Fallen First Responders, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs honor the sacrifices made for us. We're honoring the men and women who risk their lives and bodies for our country and our communities. The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America with over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year. Not to mention there are dozens of golf outings and barbecues. The Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute educates kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day while helping our nation keep its vow to never forget. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. Never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. My days working and taking care of my little ones can be a lot. I checked out Care.com and it was so easy for me to find local, experienced, and background check sitters. Finding our babysitter was way more affordable than I thought. Care.com makes it super easy. Search for qualified candidates. You can view their profiles, read reviews and ratings, check their availability, send messages directly, get the help that you need. Care.com should be every person's go-to. Happy Thanksgiving. We're thankful for you on this Thanksgiving Day for being a listener here on the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. You're listening to the best of Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Welcome back in. I am Clay Travis. He is Buck Sexton. We are celebrating the one-year anniversary of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show. Encourage all of you to go subscribe to the podcast. If you haven't already, you'll ensure that you don't miss a moment. We are joined by the man whose music you just heard bringing us back into the third hour of the program. He is Jeremy Popoff from the band Lit. And Jeremy, I've gotten to know you in Nashville. What does it mean for you as a, I know, very much longtime Rush Limbaugh fan and listener to have your music now connected to the audience that we are speaking with every single day? Oh, man. Well, first of all, uh, I'd like to wish you guys a happy anniversary. And, uh, and, and you know, we're big fans of the show. And uh, thank you. When you, te- you know, I was in England um, when you texted me about possibly, you know, using the song and uh, and everybody was super fired up. And uh, so it's a real it's a real honor for us, you know, um, and we're just uh, we're. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're we're, we're truly humbled and honored that you that you picked our song to uh you know we're, we're get to be a little small part of the show each day and it's awesome and we get well, jeremy we of, so appreciate uh, it and we think lit is uh is is a great a great band i'm wondering you know that that guitar riff you're the you're the lead guitarist of the band lit and that guitar riff in particular that people hear at the top of the show 
I would argue it's one of the most iconic guitar riffs of the 1990s, one of the most memorable, the one that really sticks out. I'm just wondering how this came together. You know, this is like our behind the music moment here because <laughs> were, were you just, you know, you're hanging out on the beach with a with an acoustic and having some fun. I mean, how'd this come together? Man, we used to have a warehouse in Anaheim where, you know, the band's originally from Anaheim, California, and we had a warehouse that was a man cave before they, you know, we knew what a man cave was, and we spent every night there for several hours, and that's where we practiced and wrote and hung out with our friends and did all that stuff. And that riff just sort of spilled out one night. And um, can I ask, do you, do you remember just do you remember playing it and realizing, ooh, that's really good? I mean, we thought it was cool, but we think all our songs are cool when we're writing them, you know. So, <laughs> it's actually, one of our good buddies. Uh, Tony, who was kind of like the unofficial fifth member, he he was kind of like, eh, I don't know, man, I don't really like that song. So we ended up, we didn't play it for a few shows because we were self-conscious about it because Tony didn't like it. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, what a crazy, what a crazy thing, man. Two notes and, and some lyrics that were probably written to be maybe changed or modified when we had time to get to it. And then it just sort of took off and became something that we would have never dreamed that it became and um yeah we're really just blessed and it's crap i mean yeah just yesterday we got we must have had a hundred thousand you know messages sent to us there was that viral video yesterday of the bride playing drums to it at her wedding and um it's just like a weekly thing where it's just like it, it just takes on this life of its own and it's just crazy Jeremy, one thing that Buck and I wanted to make sure we did when they told us that the music was coming up and we needed to uh, to come up with a new open to our hours was we said we don't want to end up with a musician or a group that doesn't like our audience and doesn't respect our perspective. And I was so excited to know you. You relocated your family from California uh, to Tennessee and you were super upset with all of the restrictions that were going on with COVID. And so when I told Buck that, he was like, oh, man, this is, these are our guys. But kind of explain how you ended up making the move to Nashville and what your response was to the government telling you, hey, this is what you can do. This is what you can't do. There's a lot of musicians now that seem to embrace the nanny state when oftentimes artists and musicians historically have been about rebelling against the power structure, there's an awful lot of musicians and artists now who say, hey, regulate me more, which to me is the antithesis of what art should be. It's crazy how, how full circle it's come with a lot of musicians and especially like, you know, the guys that are, you know, supposedly more punk rock and more edgy or alternative and they have just sort of gone the way of the buffalo and just sort of follow whatever they're being told to do and you know we're just we're look we're an american rock and roll band we we we, we were very um just middle class dudes that grew up in anaheim which is not the you know is not the fancy part of orange county and we just were hard-working do-it-yourself guys who who believed in much more of just you know our our Freedom's not negotiable, and uh, leave us alone. Let us do our thing, and 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 we're also, you know, we're not. Um, we play by the rules. You know, we're respectful dudes, and we're family guys, and we have our values and stuff. But we're we're just kind of like, hey man, you know, we're we're grown ass men now. Leave us alone, you know, and let us let us do. We're you know, we're not hurting anybody. We're going to do what we want to do. Uh, but it blows our minds to see just how many of our peers have have just like 
Yeah, it's just they lost their balls somewhere along the way or something. <laughs> no, that's well said. I think that's 100% right. Uh, we're but speaking right got, now you know, to Jeremy Popoff, uh, lead guitarist of the band Lit. And for those of you who are wondering uh, where that where that music, the song that you're hearing at the top of the show comes from, we're at the one-year anniversary of Clay and Buck. We've got this new theme song that gets everybody uh, fired up. And, you know, do you, do you think, Jeremy, that there's – I think right now – I mean, I'll just put this out there – there's a a little bit of a turning away from the monolith in the arts that we've seen or or just the the demand that everybody whether you're in whether you're in sports whether you're in hollywood whether you're in music that that entertainment is just so the province of only one side of the national conversation do you think we're heading toward a, a little bit at least I'm not even saying people that are republican or conservative necessarily who are in are in music and in the arts but just understanding that without freedom, you actually can't be an artist, and therefore you have to actually defend individual freedom at some level. 100%. Um, and, I mean, look, I think the reason why your show is number one in so many markets and, and is so you know popular and refreshing is because I, I, I don't think that it's so – I don't think it's about being far right or far left. I think it's about people are starting to realize, like, you guys are just—you guys just make sense. It's just common sense, and it's—it's it's not about politics. It's about like, you know, what what are we doing here? And it's—and it's—it's so much more. When I listen to you guys, I'm just like, who—who's going to disagree with this right now? Does it? You know what I mean? We feel uh, the same I, way. We we feel we feel like everyone should be listening and agreeing. So there you go. Well, I think it's a balance of you know we all get together with our buddies, and and I've listen. I've got a lot of friends from all over the spectrum of, of beliefs and religions and, and faiths and politics, or whatever. And, you know, at the end of the day, we all get together and have a beer and we agree on, on way more than we disagree on, you know? And, uh, and all we really all want to do is be happy and healthy and raise our families and, and, uh, and be able to have a, a shot at, at, uh, you know, the American dream. So uh, who, who, who doesn't agree with that? And, and, and then call me and let's, <laughs> and let's have a conversation about it. Cause I don't, I wouldn't, uh, you know, I don't understand how you're not on that page, you know, Jeremy, you and I met for the first time with Tommy Laren. We were out watching an Alabama LSU football game in 2020 in Nashville, when there were still hour restrictions on how long bars could be, open uh our mutual friend steve ford owns a bunch of bars in downtown nashville and was chomping at the bit over what was allowed and we left uh that bar to go back to your house and you had the utah football game on by the way salt lake city is one of the cities where we're number one and i walked in i was like oh this guy must be a pretty big college football fan your son was a student manager it turns out on the utah football team and so you were watching that game uh, but it, it, I, I'd always been a fan of your band and certainly of the of the iconic songs that you've produced, including the one that we're using to start every hour. But that was where I said, oh, man, this is uh, this is a dude who overlaps with me in a lot of different areas. And that was during a time when the city of Nashville was trying to say you couldn't have more than like five people in your house, which kind of goes to the whole point of how absurd all this was. <clears throat> well, if you remember that night, too, I mean, the 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 cops were called from a, a, a neighbor and, and, and uh, yeah, it ended up being a, a whole thing, a whole, uh, what happened? Yeah. By the way, for people who don't know, we went back to watch college football games and have some drinks when the bars were shutting down. 
your house in Davidson County, which is where Nashville is, the cops showed up. I think there were like 15 or 20 people there. It wasn't like it was a you know raging house party. Everybody was pretty much indoors, just having uh, a few drinks and watching some football. It wasn't even that late. And the cops came. Uh, I mean, which, by the way, is just an element of how crazy it was. Whatever ended up happening with that? Well, that was my brother's house that time and uh and yeah i mean he got arrested and and uh he had to go to court he had to do community service and pay a fine and hire a lawyer and and yeah you're right it was about 15 people there and and i would say you know eight of them were standing out on the deck you know having a cigar or a cigarette or whatever and there was a handful in the house it's also you know a four thousand square foot house um with plenty of space and tall ceilings and everything else and 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 it was a and, you know, they came into the backyard, if you remember, and they were, like, filming us from the backyard. It was a real odd, odd experience. And, and honestly, I think it was probably the next day that uh, my wife and I started looking at houses outside of Nashville. We ended up moving <laughs> out by you, out in Franklin. And, yep. and um <clears throat> so we're it sounds like Fauci now. was going to appear at I any mean, moment. Cra- you guys have more than 10. How crazy this is, Buck. This is Nashville, Tennessee, a city known for creativity and people having a good time. We're not talking about like 400 people at a house and they arrested your brother for having like 15 of us over and for violating the the law about how many people you could have over at your own home. And a bunch of those people, to his point, were standing on the backyard deck outdoors smoking cigars or drinking beers around a little fire pit, if I remember correctly. Yeah, you're 100 percent right. It was it was pretty insane. Um <clears throat> Yeah, you know, uh, Gavin DeGraw was there that night, too, and I remember standing out there talking to the officers out in the street, which, by the way, you know, God bless them, and they were just enforcing some silly order that they were handed down and, and by the mayor, and, and you know they weren't stoked on, on getting, you know, they drew the short straw that night and had to be on, uh, you know, house patrol shift or whatever, but they kind of had a look on their faces like, yeah, tell us about it, this sucks, you know, and but um, I remember Gavin saying to, to a couple of them, like, so wait a minute, you're telling me that if I have a 20,000 square foot house, I could still only have 15 people over or eight people or whatever the number was. But it was one of those things where it just didn't make any, it didn't make any sense. It's like if a one bedroom apartment is the same as a, you know, six bedroom house or a, it, 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 there was no, yeah, and n- none of it made any sense, no Jeremy, because all those people got COVID probably twice anyway. And don't even get me started on the next. And, and by the way, how perfect so the whole thing, of- how perfect of a Nashville story would it be? Gavin DeGraw, uh, the band lit, Tommy Laren, Clay Travis all get arrested for having beers in a private home and violating COVID law. I mean, th- th- I feel like people are going to look back on this and say this is one of the dumbest things that's ever occurred in the United States history. Yeah. All right, Jeremy, how do people yeah. check out? Are you guys still on tour or where can they go? I mean, obviously they hear the song listening to this show, but if they want to hear more lit songs yeah. or see you guys live. We just uh, we're here in Southern California right now because we just did uh, we just played Adam Carolla's party and then the day before that we had our album release party. Um, our new record just came out on Friday, so if everyone could go give it a spin, we would appreciate that. It's called Taste Like Gold, and um, in iTunes, you know, go on iTunes and get get it and check out Lit Band Official on any of the socials and give us a shout and and uh, man, just we, we're so stoked that you guys. Uh, 
um, are, are are playing us every day and, and supporting our band, and, and we love you guys. And happy anniversary! And thanks for thank you so much, today. man. We we're honored to honored to play the song. It's fantastic. All the best to you, and I'm sure we'll see you guys hopefully soon, uh, maybe in Nashville. And also, congrats to our our good friend Tommy on her new show. Super stoked on that. No doubt, they debuted last on night on Outkick. Yep. Yep. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation supports America's greatest heroes, our service members, and first responders who die or are severely injured in the line of duty, as well as homeless veterans. These are heroes we all owe a debt of gratitude to. The Foundation's Gold Star, Fallen First Responders, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs honor the sacrifices made for us. We're honoring the men and women who risk their lives and bodies for our country and our communities. The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America with over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year. Not to mention there are dozens of golf outings and barbecues. The Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute educates kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day while helping our nation keep its vow to never forget. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. Never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. At Consumer Cellular, you get the same exact coverage as the largest carriers, but for up to half the cost. Same thing, up to half the cost. Up to half the cost for the same thing. 50% the money for 100% the same thing. I hope I'm making myself clear. Consumer Cellular. When freedom calls, we're here to answer. Call us at 1-888-FREEDOM. Half the cost savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single-line 5-gigabyte data plan with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single-line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plan offered by T-Mobile and Verizon May 2023. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us as you hear that song playing in the background, My Own Worst Enemy by Lit, a 90 staple. It is going to become the new theme music. Uh, that you hear at the beginning of the first, second, and third hour of the program. We mentioned this yesterday uh, as the song that Rush had used for a long time is uh, is now working its way. It's expiring, and so we're not going to be able to use that. We walked through with all of you the storyline about why exactly that was, uh, and we went a long way down the line to try to find a band and a song Uh, that we knew supported and reflected your own values. So thanks to Lit for allowing us to work 
my own worst enemy into the rotation on this show. And I wanted to read a couple of VIPs here, Buck, uh, that uh, that wrote in. And obviously, a lot of you have a lot of different opinions on uh, this issue. Uh, Kendra said, I admit I teared up as you guys were talking about how you thoughtfully chose the music and Buck's perfect analogy of retiring the jersey. Because while I'm sad to see the end of beloved of the beloved melody that brings back so many great memories of Rush, I'm thankful for you guys and how you're continuing Rush's mission and bringing sanity to an insane world. What a gift to all of us who miss Rush to pick music by musicians who listen to Rush like we did. So cool. You guys are a true class act and you are doing Rush proud. That's for sure. And Buck, we also got an email from another VIP, Miguel. Uh, who is a UPS driver. He's worked at UPS, he said, since 1984. Started listening to Rush on his portable radio that he still uses with C batteries uh, and still does deliveries. And he said, I want to let you guys know I'm stoked you picked Lit. My own worst enemy is your new intro. Great pick. I sang that song in a 90s tribute band I was in for four years. My nephew formed the band in 2014, named it the Clinton Administration for our love of 90s alternative rock. Ironically, all five members are hardcore conservatives. Many of our shows started with that iconic uh, tune. He said, congrats on the great show. And uh, he just joined the Clay and Buck 24-7 membership club. He encourages listeners to support as well thanks to miguel ortega uh for sharing that story i'd say clay as someone who listened to rush stretching all the way back to when i was in uh, high school and uh was a guest host for rush for many years on on his program um two things that i'm absolutely certain of he would want us to follow through on serve his audience try to save the country that's what we're focused on every day that's what we're trying to do. If, if Rush, if we could have him from heaven now speak to all of us, he would say, serve my audience, guys, help save the country. So, you know, music, yes, I get it. We're on the mission. And that's what we're doing. And we wanted to be straightforward with you guys again about the rights expiring uh, in the wake of Rush's death. And we used it for a year and we don't have those rights anymore. Uh, so starting Monday, we'll be opening the, the show with the new theme music. If you're curious about some of the details behind it, uh, you can go to clayandbuck.com. It's posted at the top of the website. We'll lay out what we said yesterday on the show and also give you guys an idea of some of the behind the scenes and background stories as to how we picked uh, the song that we did, which I believe you guys are going to grow to love as well. Welcome back in, Jesse. Kelly, a.k.a. Kamala Harris in Sacramento in 1996, going out for dinner. Oh. <laughs> we are joined now by Jesse Kelly, who many of you will hear later in this evening. Good to see you. Good to talk to you. Na- Nationally syndicated you. radio National, host, Jesse yes. Kelly, and probably the tallest United States Marine to have ever served. Jesse, what's up, man? You know, I wish I could say it was good to talk to you guys. I even convinced myself maybe this would be fair in an even-handed interview and an accounting of the events that happened that night. But as soon as I heard Gold Digger, I knew why it was being played, and I knew that my honor has been has been besmirched on the Great Clay and Buck Show. And now, now we're enemies, fellas. Now we're enemies. All right. So the storyline for people who might have missed it went out to dinner as friends. 
on uh, well, you were out, you went to like a, a play, right? Where did you go on Saturday first, night? First, in New Jesse York? went see, to see, Broadway. This is, this is why. This is why I didn't want to come on. Yes, okay. My <laughs> wife wanted to go see some sorry musical called Chicago. Yes, I took her to Chicago. Okay, I stuffed my six eight frame in this tiny crappy little seat, and for did you have good seats? I watched. No. Oh, yeah. We. Oh, of course we got good seats. I heart God love them. Hooked us up with these. Oh, great it, it's seats. the person behind Jesse who always has bad seats. By the way, because <laughs> yeah, they're staring at the small of his back. <laughs> so, so yeah, you spent two and a half hours musical. at Chicago. Yes. Yeah. And then you came out. Musical, you came out to get for you, you went to a musical and then you come out to dinner with us or a post dinner. Uh, and mm-hmm. we, we go to uh, this hotel, this rooftop. And uh, in order to be seated, you have to order uh, a, a bottle of something uh, because it's New York City. It's Buck's hometown. They uh, and I don't know what it is, Buck. I don't know if you noticed this. Every time I go in anywhere. They think that I can't afford anything. Maybe I don't dress well enough. But did Usually, you notice, like Clay, in some of these establishments, when they see tattered shorts and flip flops, <laughs> they they make some assumptions when it's like fifty degrees outside. I walked I walked it up to the guy at the at the top of the hotel and I said, "Can we get a table, please?" And he was like, "Well, you know, you have to buy you know to spend a lot of you know like basically it was like telling me, hey, poor kid.'" Like, you can't afford to be here. I was like, yeah, I can afford to buy a bottle of wine. So we sit down, pour wine, and you order your own drink. Say, oh, I had to get the tequila shots because I didn't. You ordered your own drink, right? Did like, you old fashioned, which wine I respect. into his old fashioned, though? Like, is that a oh, thing that's that a Jesse good question. does? You know, let's clarify something here. I don't drink wine, okay? I grew up in Ohio and Montana. I eat Velveeta. I eat Doritos and cheeseburgers. I don't sip on red wine. So, of course, I ordered my own drink. The tequila shots were to try to make everybody have fun, have more fun, probably because you guys were bringing us down. Let me also say this. In in defense of Buck and myself, I can't say who it was, but we're trying to recruit someone who was in sports media to come work at OutKick, and that was the order that she placed. So she ordered the red wine. Buck and I, being gentlemen, are like, yeah, we like red wine. But what what was surprising was that as Jesse ordered his old fashioned, I saw a pinky ring on his finger. It was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we're all sitting there enjoying our red wine, except for Jesse, who has his own old fashioned. And then he just, out of nowhere, Jesse is like, we got to get four shots of the most expensive tequila, which Bob Pittman, who owns the entire company, has founded, uh, the, the Casa Dragones. And Buck says to you, Jesse, as I recall, that's going to be really expensive. I think I said, Jesse, you're ordering a mortgage payment's worth of tequila. Yes. I think that was, okay. I think that, and Jesse was like, basically like, chop, chop, I'll take two rounds, my good man. <laughs> Okay, okay. Now now it's my turn to clarify because you guys are missing a very convenient detail of this whole thing. Yes, I ordered the tequila shots. Yes, Buck issued a warning that it was expensive. Where I come from, shots cost $2. It's a special on Friday night. If you tell me there's an expensive shot, I think we're talking $15, right? $10, $15. Buck did not say they were going to be $75 a piece. If Buck tells me, uh, hey, Jesse... Watch out when you open the fridge. I'm going to assume, oh, no, there might be a bottle in there that might fall out. If I open the fridge and a Siberian tiger jumps out and attacks me, 
That's not on me. That's on Buck for not disclosing the appropriate amount of detail. That's a fair point. Were you surprised, Buck, that it was $75 a shot? Even as a New Yorker, did that seem steep to you? No, I mean, that that place, it's actually where I went on my first date with Carrie, believe it or not. Oh! That rooftop has some history, so I am familiar. We we tried to go somewhere next door, and then we uh, we went there, um, and and that is one of the more— Look, everyone knows, and everyone who lives in a city anywhere, or even a pretty good-sized town in the country— uh, this is like one of the more expensive hotels in the city and expensive hotels. I mean, you know, I remember I was in a fancy hotel once in France. I ordered a yogurt and it was the equivalent of $40. Like, you know, they'll just they'll charge you anything at these places. But when you're looking at that, you know, that shelf of booze where everything almost looks like Indiana Jones had to go and find it somewhere else yeah. around the world. And he he was being chased by a boulder to get this glass carafe or whatever. You mess with that shelf of booze at a place like the Peninsula Hotel, and you're going to pay through the e- nose. Even I, which we've already established, was not considered rich enough to even be able to sit at a table up there. Even I, when I looked at the bill and saw that they were $75 each a shot, was kind Actually, of Jesse, Jesse, can I just tell you something? Clay wanted to go yeah. full pretty woman when they brought the bill and be like, big mistake. Big mistake. <laughs> <laughs> well, See, now another inf- another little detail that you have not told the Clay and Buck audience is I offered to pay. I was even I even did the thing where I was reaching into my pocket to pull out my wallet because I felt bad because I had ordered the seventy five dollar shots and Clay took advantage of that. And paid anyway, just so he could come trash me with you guys on this. That could be true. I I definitely noticed that I had an advantage. Also, at that point, like trying to divvy up the bill and everything else, I thought there was way more value in being able to blame you for ordering the seventy-five (laughs) dollars shots than allowing you to play. Plus, I don't want to throw Aubrey under under the bus here, but I'm definitely going to do it. You had already confessed that you were living on the high life there because you took her shopping at like Saks Fifth Avenue or something. And I figured at that point I didn't need to take more money out of your wallet. Well, I didn't know what Saks Fifth Avenue was. We walked in. We had to get something for her parents as a thing. Look, we don't have to go into the details, okay? You know, maybe we should talk about Buck and his quarter, his dime-sized crash. <laughs> oh, how dare you, sir! It's a very solid how pivot. Dare it's a very you. solid married man pivot right wow. there. You see that you're about to get flattened, and you immediately attack someone else. That's, Jesse, that's how it's done. I, I had the, the cocktail party crab cakes are not supposed to be the size of basketballs. Listen, Paul Bunyan, you got to settle down on this one. There was a carving station with red meat. You needed to go to that first and foremost. Cocktail party past hors d'oeuvres. Small crab cakes, you just got to spear a few of them at a time and eat them like bonbons. I couldn't spear a few of them at a the time. The wife was right there, and every time I tried to double up, she told me, this is a sophisticated place, Jesse. You can't do things like that anymore. So this is not on me. Maybe next time find some adult crabs to make crab cakes. I'm, I'm just going to tell you, starving. this is an important pro tip for everybody. If you ever go to a cocktail party and you're hungry, it is essential where you position yourself in the room. Because the food's always coming in from yeah. one place, and the good, the good hors d'oeuvres go very quickly. So you've got to find the, the route of ingress for the crab cakes, for the bacon-wrapped shrimp, for the uh, chicken saute and the peanut sauce, all the above. So, Jesse, <laughs> it is interesting. I, I didn't know there were crab cakes at all. The biggest issue, and no pun intended here, that came out of, the, uh, out of Buck's engagement party was – I, I'm never getting a picture taken with you again. 
I've I've not been I never nobody ever sees a picture of me and says positive things no matter what. I've never been savaged for being short in my entire life like I was after that photo went out. Well, it's not just honestly, it's not my height. There's nothing you can do about that. It's it's my height and then I've been told that my face is really symmetrical. Me and Denzel Washington, we have symmetrical faces. So it's not just that I'm above you guys. I'm so radiant, it kind of blows people away, and everyone else kind of just fades into the background. So it makes you seem small. It's really not your yeah. fault. Well, Jesse, I really do over. appreciate you coming up from Houston, though, for the party, <laughs> considering when I made the toast and the main photo that everybody saw that's been circulating, <laughs> you're standing in the background, and everyone's like, nice toast, Frodo Baggins. <laughs> Why were you behind him for the toast, you, by you the way? Know what why, were you, what do you doing mean, You there? know why he was behind me. It Was, was like, it intentional? You know, he was going to hold up his hand like, you must be this tall for a ride. You must be this tall to give a toast. <laughs> no. Once again, once again, I'm made out to be the bad guy. I was behind you because we were talking. You and me were having a discussion. You turned around, took the microphone, and started giving a speech. What was I supposed to do? Lay down on the floor? That's where I happened to be standing. I'm just pro tip for everybody. Always tell Jesse during a photo to take a knee, okay? I'm just telling you. Otherwise, (laughs) you're not going to be a happy camper. All right, last question for you, Jesse, here. You've clearly established that you're a gold digger in the Kamala Harris of the Premier Radio family, but... Um, the, uh, speaking of, uh, of, of gold diggers, do you think that Hunter Biden is actually going to get charged or not with any crime? I believe he will be charged with a crime and it will be held over Joe Biden's head. So you will see Joe Biden after the midterms, I would guess December, January, maybe February, Joe Biden will resign the presidency claiming some form of illness or something like that. And then you'll know for a fact they held the Hunter Biden thing up as a way to move Joe out because you actually think he'll resign, not just announce that he's not going to run for reelection. No, no, no. I believe I believe he'll resign because they need time. You can't have Joe Biden just say, I'm I'm not going to run for reelection. They're going to the midterms are going to have been done. It's officially presidential campaign season. It's time to shovel Papa Joe out the back door. He can move on to Delaware and sniff kids. And then they're going to go run Gavin Newsom and maybe Eric Adams. And, you know, Kamala's going to run. There's no way Dome's not going to run. And they're going to run Rear Admiral Buttigieg. And it's going to be the same group of crazies they ran before. Okay, then. <laughs> what do you think the odds are of a Kamala and, uh, and, and, and Mayor Pete combo ticket? What do you think would happen if it were Kamala and Mayor Pete? One, you could make the argument easily that presidential ticket sucks more than any presidential ticket has ever sucked ever, but they're not going to do that. Dome, everyone hates her. Bud Gig can't win the black vote. He cannot. That's why, remember, he struggled so much in the primary last No, you're right. He was out drinking 40s out of paper bags with black. I I saw that picture. It's one of the funniest uh, pictures I've ever seen in my life. I think Gavin Newsom is the guy. As much as I despise him, he's, look, let's be frank, he's good-looking. Not as good-looking as me, but very good-looking. He's a fundraising juggernaut. He's a darling to the left. I think yeah. Gavin Newsom is the You one know why Jesse out. has so much respect for Newsom? Because he's, like, over 6'2". That's the thing. Jesse's a heightist. <laughs> so, Jesse, Jesse Kelly's show, everybody, 6 to 9 p.m. in syndication on Premier Networks. And, Jesse, just before you go, what are you going to be drinking this weekend? You know what? I'm going to go out and I'm going to get some wine. And I might even get some expensive tequila. And I'm going to sit around and I'm going to drink it and prove to you guys I'm not cheap and I'm not that white trash. The tallest Thurston Howell III I've ever seen. Jesse Kelly, everybody. Check out his show. Check out his podcast. Jesse, have a great weekend. Big hug for Aubrey. Be good, boys. 
Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation made a promise to ensure we never forget. Since then, Tunnel to Towers has been committed to supporting America's heroes and their families. Heroes like U.S. Army Specialist Michael Hook. Hook was killed in Iraq when his helicopter was shot down. He enlisted in the military after graduating high school and left behind a pregnant fiancé who gave birth to a son that he would never meet. But thanks to the generosity of friends like you, Tunnel to Towers paid off the mortgage on his family's home, relieving a financial burden and bringing stability. The foundation helps Gold Star and fallen first responder families, as well as our nation's most severely injured heroes and homeless veterans. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. America's heroes are counting on you. 95 cents of every dollar you give goes directly to its programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. Never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices our heroes have made for us. There is a great evil taking place in our society. Since 1973, over 64 million babies' lives have been taken. Preborn is dedicated to saving these precious lives. And every day, the staff members at Preborn Clinics rescue 200 babies and help women in crisis by sharing light, love, and a free ultrasound. That changed my life, just from that ultrasound picture. You see, when an expectant mother meets her precious baby on ultrasound and hears their heartbeat, she is twice as likely to choose life for her baby. Would you join me and Preborn in rescuing babies' lives? One ultrasound is just $28, and for $140, you can sponsor five ultrasounds helping to rescue five babies' lives. To donate securely, use your cell phone and dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 saying baby, or go to preborn.com slash buck. That's preborn.com slash buck. You will never regret saving a baby's life. Visit preborn.com slash buck, sponsored by Preborn. We also got some great emails in for, t- uh, for today's show about uh, VIPs, or from VIPs, I should say. Uh, here's one. I thought this was great. It's from, um, uh, it's from Jim. He says, Clay and Buck, I hunted submarines as a Navy helicopter pilot in the 1990s. I'm glad I was not a submariner. Tough job. I highly recommend Greyhound with Tom Hanks, which was an Apple TV movie, I believe. Hunt for Red October. I just watched that with Carrie recently. It was her first ever time. Great film. I mean, why do they have a Scottish guy playing a Russian defector? Side note, who cares? Um, But he gave a warning for Alec Baldwin firearm usage in that movie, which is true. And then Run Silent, Run Deep. I've actually never heard of that one. And he also wants more history podcasts, Clay, which we got to work on. He says, hey, Clay, gig ags 
There you go. Texas what, A&M fighting Aggies. What, what is that? Oh, Texas that A&M is, fighting. Okay. Yeah, that's a Texas A&M. I got to uh, add that war cry yeah. to my repertoire. I, I mentioned earlier people who were like, where did that email come from? I cannot imagine being in a submarine underwater for months at a time. I would go, everyone who's done it, I'm sure there's a bunch of people listening to us right now who have done it. A good friend of mine from high school did it. I would go. I, I would go bonkers, locked well, up, you know, the, underground like that. The World War Two submarines. And if anyone wants to read a book that goes into this at some extent, there's a book called Shadow Divers. It's actually about wreck diving. Uh, I've given it. As, I gave it as a recommendation to Carrie's dad recently. Everyone I've ever recommended this book to. It's just such a good read. It's like it's a fun, fast read, but it's about yeah. these wreck divers who find a U-boat off the coast of New Jersey. Uh, U-boat is short for the, it's like, you know, unter whatever boat, which is, you know, the German word for uh, um, for uh, submarine. And it's a, it's a great book, goes into this at some detail. But they were mostly, you know, they were largely surface ships that would dive, right? So they would they would often come up, certainly for uh, attacking and, and just to get some fresh air. Um, but as I said, 75%, I think it was something like 30 or 40,000 uh, German World War II submariners died, uh, which which was seventy five percent of the of the overall number of people who were in those submarines. And their unrestricted warfare strategy with the submarines at one point actually came pretty close to the goal. Uh, submarines were super effective for periods of time before counter submarine measures got much better. But yes, Clay, I think that would be my my that would be, be last no, choice, last choice for last you choice for me. Yeah, wouldn't be able to handle that one. Oh, I just, I mean, more credit power to the people who are able to do it. But I think that would be the single toughest. Have you read Shadow Divers? No, I've not. Okay, after football season. I'm not going to bother you with anything during. But but, but since you have seen some, after football season, you got to read Shadow Divers. Tell me if you like it. And then, um, uh, because also super deep sea, like deep sea wreck diving is another thing that's like not high on my list, but fun to read about. Uh, You know, it's cold, super dangerous. Yeah, can't um, see anything. Uh, House of the Dragon on HBO. I'm Yay liking or nay? It. I'm liking it. I, six episodes in. I know I, I. that's the only show that I can watch other than college football or the NFL. Uh, by the way, I will be in South Carolina this weekend. Looking forward to being at Clemson for their game against NC State. I'll be there with Big Noon kickoff. I have not been to a game. have not been to Clemson before. I hear it's beautiful. Uh, so uh, I'm looking forward to, uh, to visiting that part of the country. Uh, but House of the Dragons... Six episodes in, it's really good. It's the Game of Thrones uh, spinoff prequel series, and I know Game of Thrones killed it in terms of the the interesting phrase there, probably given all the people who die in it, uh, has been wildly popular. I'm impressed through six episodes with this new. It's better than I expected it would be. Would you say that some of the key moments in the original Game of Thrones were the most shocked you've ever been in real time watching either a TV show or movie? Because there were a couple of times where... I, I still I, I was and I'm not I've, I've grew up watching action movies and I still was like, wow, the, I can't believe that just happened. The Red Wedding episode is the single most shocking episode, I think, in the history of 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 streaming or television or whatever you want to say. I've never seen anything like it. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest Toothpaste, Secret Deodorant, Old Spice Deodorant, or Gillette Razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. 
The Tunnel to Towers Foundation supports America's greatest heroes, our service members, and first responders who die or are severely injured in the line of duty, as well as homeless veterans. These are heroes we all owe a debt of gratitude to. The Foundation's Gold Star, Fallen First Responders, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs honor the sacrifices made for us. We're honoring the men and women who risk their lives and bodies for our country and our communities. The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America with over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year. Not to mention there are dozens of golf outings and barbecues. The Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute educates kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day while helping our nation keep its vow to never forget. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. Never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.